church, we take the, the ministry to the families here at Dogwood Church very seriously. Uh, we do not view what happens here as uh, just entertaining the next generation. We do not view this as babysitting the next generation. Uh, and so we are, uh, we believe that this is an important thing to raise up the next generation in the faith. And we believe God's word calls us to that. We think that this is a partnership with the ministries that we do here at, uh, Dogwood Church to reach the students and to, uh, teach the parents. We believe that this is God's call for the church to partner with parents to do that. And so, uh, we're going to look at God's word today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 145. And we're going to look at the first seven verses of this. We're taking a break from the Philippians study, uh, that we have been working through over the last six or seven weeks. And with this special focus on uh, family ministries, the ner- ministries that we have going on to reach the next generation, I wanted us to take a look at this psalm from David, which is about living a life of praise. And in that, we're going to see this commitment uh, and this understanding that the idea of a life of praise is that we would be teaching others about God and that generation after generation we would faithfully share with others about how good our God is and how faithful God is. And so I've titled the sermon Praising God in the Presence of Others and I'm going to read the first seven verses for us and then I'm going to pray as we get ready to look at what God's word has for us here. Psalm 145, a hymn of David. Verse 1, I exalt you, my God, the King, and your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, We confess it again today that it is true and that it is vital for our lives. We need it. And so I pray that you will, as we do each week, I pray that you will work now to help us understand and that you will work in our lives, Holy Spirit, to change our hearts, to cause us to respond as you're calling us to. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The word praise is often attached to singing and music. Uh, you know, in, in church we sing praise songs, praise and worship songs, or you listen to praise and worship music. And so sometimes when we speak about a life of praise or we speak of praising God, we think solely in terms of, of singing. And what I want us to realize is we're talking about praise and living a life of praise uh, and seeing this modeled in this text is it is far beyond a song. Sometimes singing is a part of how we praise. But the idea of biblical praise 
is, it is always spoken of in the context of in the presence of other people. So anytime scripture speaks about praising God, it is in the presence of others. And so the idea of biblical praise and what we believe scripture calls us to in living a life of praise is that we are living in a way that we are constantly pointing others to God, pointing others to God's faithfulness, his goodness. And so biblical praise is essentially bragging on God to others. Look at how good God is. Look at how faithful God's been to me. And so as we work our way through these seven verses that we're looking at today, I want us to keep that in mind about what we're talking about, a life of praise. It's living in a way that we are telling others and pointing others to the faithfulness of God, the goodness of our God. So let's keep that uh, at the forefront of our minds as we're looking at this call to a life of praise. The first thing we're going to see from this text is this. A life of praise takes commitment. A life of praise takes commitment. Let's look at the first two verses again. A hymn of David. I exalt you, my God, the King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. Here we see David's commitment to living a life of praise. In multiple ways he talks about this. He uses several different words that all tie into this idea of praising God. And so he says, uh, I will bless your name. I exalt you. I will bless you every day. I will praise you forever. Praise your name forever and ever. All of these ideas, blessing, exalting, praising, hold that idea of living a life of praise, living a life that brags on God to others. And then we see in these verses when he's going to praise. He says that he does this now, but then he is making a commitment saying, I will do this every single day and I will do this forever. I will do this for eternity. I am going to live a life that praises God, that shares God with others. And so that commitment to a life of praise is vital for believers. We must commit this in our lives. We must commit to it. We must say, this is how I'm going to live. We will not stumble into a life of praise. We won't stumble into a life that's sharing with others. Let me tell you about how faithful God has been to me. Just like we won't stumble into a life of prayer or a life of faithfully reading the Bible or faithfully serving God. It takes a commitment to say, this is how I will live. I'm going to live a life of praise. And so for us, what I'm asking us, what I believe God's word is calling us to is let's join together here at Dogwood Church to commit to the kind of praise in our lives that points others to God. I want you to join me in that. And so one thing you could do this week to help you with that commitment is just use this scripture as a reminder, seeing what, what David has said in these seven verses about the life of praise. And so as you have your prayer time this week, 
read these verses. It'll only take a, a minute to read these seven verses and say, God, I, I want to live this way. I, I, I'm committing to live a life of praise, a, a life that will tell others about how faithful you've been to me. And ask God to help produce that, right? We t- we've talked about that each week as we've been working through Philippians, uh, that we, we need God to work in us to produce the things that he desires uh, in our lives. And we have the promises from God's word that he will, that he does work that way. And so as, as you are making this commitment, and as we as a church are making this commitment to live a life of praise, let's ask God, God, God change us, help us live a life that will tell others about how faithful you've been. So if we are thinking of a life of praise as bragging on God to others, what is it that we're supposed to brag on God about? What are we supposed to be sharing about God? And that's where this next section is going to take us. We see this, a life of praise recognizes God's greatness and his works. A life of praise recognizes God's greatness and his works. Let's look at Psalm 145, verses 3 and 4 again. The Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. Verse 3, we see the first reason for living a life of praise. It's because of God's greatness. And the scripture goes on to say that his greatness is unsearchable. The word really is usually translated there as unknown. His greatness is unknown. Now, it doesn't mean we can't know anything about God's greatness. It just is trying to emphasize the point that our, our finite minds cannot fully comprehend the depth of God's greatness. He is so great uh, in so many ways that our, our brains can't even comprehend that reality about him. We can understand some things, and Scripture teaches us, and the Holy Spirit helps us believe, but we can't fully know and understand the greatness of our God. And so then David goes on in the rest of these verses that we're going to be looking at today and throughout the rest of this psalm, ex- explaining that God's greatness, that, that's a description, it's kind of like an all-encompassing description of both his nature and the way that he works in our lives. All of the things that he's doing in our lives, he, it is great and our brains can't even comprehend it. And so then in verse 4, we see the, the focus of people recognizing how great the works of God are in their lives. And it says that every generation is going to declare to the next generation, let me tell you about how good God is. Let me share with you what God has done in my life. Uh, and so when we... Think about the, the works of God, the mighty works of God. Yes, we see stories of Scripture have some things that will blow your mind as to God's power and the work that he's done for his people. But the Scripture here is not just talking about the stories from Scripture. It's also saying, like, we recognize the work that God's doing in our lives, 
Because he's still at work in the lives of his children. And we recognize, God, you've been faithful to me. Even when I've been faithless, you've been faithful, you've cared for me, you've provided for me. You've done miraculous things in my life that I didn't deserve. And so the life of praise is recognizing God's greatness and God's faithfulness in all the ways that he works in our lives. So for us, as we're committing this week to saying, I want to live a life like this, I want to live a life of praise then we need to start looking for God's greatness and God's faithfulness in our lives. We're going to have to look for the ways that he has worked. And if you're thinking, well, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't have, you know, some crazy miraculous story that I hear some people share. That's okay, because there is one miraculous story. If you are a believer, that is where we start. And that's our salvation. Right. We start with that. If you don't know what to share with others about, let me tell you about how good God has been to me and how faithful he's been to me. Share about your salvation. Romans five tells us that God proved his love to us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so that story is the story of all believers. Everyone who's trusted in Christ for their salvation, that's part of the story that we can share with others. Let me tell you about how loving and forgiving God is. That he cared so much for me that he sent his son to die for me so that my sins could be forgiven. And that's true of you too. Let's start there, and then let's start looking for all the other ways that God is faithfully caring for us, because He is still faithfully caring for us every single day. And sometimes it's hard to see, right? We go through some hard stuff in our lives. This world is broken, and there's a bunch of garbage that goes on. And so sometimes when you're in the, the darkest parts, it's hard to see. But God is still faithful and he's faithfully caring for us even in those dark times. Scripture tells us that. We have the promise of God's word that he's always faithfully serving us and caring for us. So let's hold on to that promise and let's start looking for the ways that God is faithfully caring for us. Look at God's greatness in our lives. And then that will allow us, when it's time for us to share with others, when we've started recognizing, man, wasn't God kind to me there? Wasn't God faithful to me there? That will give us things that we can share with others. Let me show you a specific way of how good God is and how good he's been to me. And so that takes us to the last point today. A life of praise teaches others about God. A life of praise teaches others about God. We're going to start with verse 4 again. I know we read that with the last point, but it ties in with this idea. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts. And I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. 
every generation of faithful children of God will tell the future generations, this is how faithful God's been. This is how good God has been. This is how mighty our God is. David's saying this will happen every generation. We will share with the next generation about God's goodness and faithfulness. And David goes on to say, I will talk about God's splendor and his majesty. And I'll tell about the wondrous works, the things that just leave your jaw hitting the floor. That Can you believe that God did this? And then he says others are going to proclaim God's awe-inspiring acts. They're going to tell about how good God is, how faithful God is, and they're going to sing about God's righteousness. Every one of these verses is focused on talking about God, living a life of praise in the presence of others. It's intended to share with others, this is who our God is. Look at how good He is. Look at Him. Believe in Him. Trust Him. And so for us, I want us, as we consider this, and we consider the life of praise this week, I want us to commit to letting our life of praise be used to tell others about God. Praise is not just speaking to God. It's talking about God to others. And so in your own family... This week, share with them, this is how God's been faithful to me. And they may have heard the story a hundred times. It's wonderful to declare it again. Tell them again, let me share with you how God, how God faithfully cared for me. Parents, you can do that with your kids this week. Grandparents, you can do that with your grandkids this week. Students, you can do that with your friends this week. God has been so good to me. God is faithful to me. And this is how we live a life of praise. And so would you join me in that? And as we are committing to this, join me in saying, I want my life to be one that shares with others about God. And then I want to ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with our family ministries here at Dogwood Church. And there are lots of ways that you can partner with them. We have lots of ways that you can get involved with nursery and children and youth. And we believe that this is an important call for the church to partner with parents. Scott talked about that the parents are the primary uh, individuals that are called to raise up their children in the faith. And we believe that. But we also believe that the church plays a vital role and coming alongside of parents to, to show them, to demonstrate as a body of believers, this is who our God is. This is how good our God is. Would you believe in Him? Would you trust Him? Would you follow Him and serve Him all of your life? And so I'm asking you, church, if you're not currently involved in partnering in our family ministries, pray about that this week and ask God, is there something that I can do? Is there something that you're calling me to, uh, to be a part of sharing with the next generation? One generation declaring to the next. And when we do that, when we do this in our own families, and when we do this in the church, we live out what David says in Psalm 145, verse 4. One generation will declare to the next your works 
I'm sorry, one generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. And we want our church to be doing that. And we are. We have so many faithful servants. And you saw some of our leaders today and you heard about some of our servants. But we want to join with them and say, God, use us this way. Help us raise up a new generation that are passionate about you and are on fire for the good news of the gospel. And I... Join us in that. Pray for the individuals and ask God, how can I serve? How can I be a part of declaring these truths to others? We truly do have a great, great God. He is glorious. He is awe-inspiring. He is kind and He is faithful. And He's worked in so many ways in our lives. And in the life of Dogwood Church, He's been faithful to this church. So let's commit to living a life of praise that points others to how good God has been and how faithful God has been. Because God deserves it and other people need to hear about how good He is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that we will be faithful to this task We get distracted, we confess that. We get distracted by things going on in our world, we get distracted with work, we get distracted with all kinds of things. And it is easy for us to not be faithful to share with the future generations of how good and faithful you have always been to us. And so, as we commit to this life today... I pray that you will work in our hearts and minds and that we will make that commitment, that we will start recognizing how good and faithful you have always been and that we will start living in a way that we are telling others and showing others, look at my God. Look at how faithful and good God has been. Look at how mighty our God is. Use us for your glory. Help us raise up more and more believers and help us raise up a new generation of people who will know you, who will love you and serve you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right.